Good evening. Welcome to Effective Habits. I am your host, Coach Gill. So, just want to start off this podcast. I mean, this is my first episode, and I kind of want to explain to you guys, um, you know, kind of bear with me here. Uh, I went from posting zero video content to starting a video podcast, uh, not just audio. So, <clears throat> this is going to be quite a challenge for me. Uh, I mean, it's funny because, I mean, I could strip down into a small little posing suit and get in front of a bunch of people and pose pretty much half naked. Um, I could also put on a plate carrier, execute high-risk search warrants into people's houses for, you know, very bad people and not be as anxious as, like, uh, speaking on this camera. Um, yeah, I just... <clears throat> it's different. So, I love talking to people. Um, just having that human-to-human interaction and speaking with someone in person and talking with them. I could literally talk for hours just about practically about anything, especially about the content and we put it on here. Um, someone asked me like kind of a fitness question or kind of a question in my career field. I was experiences I've been through. I could literally talk to them. I could talk to the person <clears throat> at the grocery store. I could pretty much, it doesn't really, doesn't really matter. But for some reason, like when speaking to this camera and it, all it is is just the camera and not really so much of a person with like human emotion, it kind of like takes away that uh, interaction because when you're speaking with someone, you're literally talking with them. You're kind of like getting like you know you're, you you kind of get their feel, their vibe. You're seeing their expressions on their faces. A lot of stuff's involuntary. Kind of like seeing how they feel off your conversation, how you're interacting with them, and everything. Kind of the flow kind of goes from there. But when speaking to like this object that has no emotions, I mean, I should put like a piece of paper on there and like draw a picture of a person and just speak to that. That actually would be a good idea for later. But, like, yeah, it's kind of weird doing this for me. Like I said, uh, <clears throat> I could do all those things I just spoke about, but for some reason, speaking, I don't know. Yeah, so I actually got, you know, I am pretty anxious. I do got a glass of whiskey here, but, hey, I love whiskey anyway, so it's just another reason to have a glass. So, but a little bit of background on myself. I mean, this is the podcast, Effective Habits. <clears throat> Started the podcast, well, the name Effective Habits is not so much like my business is Revain Training, R-E-V-E-I-N Training. We'll get back, we'll get into uh, how it came up into with the name and whatnot. <clears throat> but first is just the reason why I started the podcast with Effective Habits, obviously based off my business and kind of like, you know, grow it in that sense with another platform. And let's, you guys are able to hear me and talk to you guys if you guys are listening in the vehicle or working out, whatever. But... <clears throat> so, the reason why I named the Effective Habits was because I didn't want to just focus solely on fitness. Um, I mean, my my whole life is is pretty much surrounded by fitness, yes. But I feel like there's a lot of things that to be successful at, you're gonna need effective, successful, good habits. And so, <clears throat> I'm not just a bodybuilder. I mean, I'm practically an okay amateur bodybuilder, I guess you could say. I mean, I'm not striving for a pro card, not striving to be a top tier Mr. Olympia, top tier Olympian, but I do enjoy bodybuilding, love bodybuilding, it is a passion of mine since I was <clears throat> very young, but I've also enjoyed fitness, and not just bodybuilding sense, like I've been, I've done martial arts, like I've done wrestling in high school, um, I've all, I mean, I was, did a lot of CrossFit when I was in the military, and I still do it now. To keep my body, I guess, more functional in the career field that I'm in. 
<clears throat> so I've always just enjoyed all types of fitness and have respect for all of it and just don't stick so fo- so solely on bodybuilding. Now, when I'm prepping, that's a different story, but if I'm not prepping, then yeah. But I just love all fitness. And so on this podcast, I want to be able to bring people on who have their style of fitness or whatever they do to, you know, for their physical activity and whatnot, because have them on here, explain what they do, explain what they love, their passion and whatnot, and that gives me a better idea of whatever they're doing. It gives you as a listener a better idea of what they're doing, and then we can pretty much just enjoy what, what it is that gets them going and their passion and what habits do they have that make them so good at what they do and what they enjoy. <laughs> Whether it's going to be a crossfitter, what's going to be a bodybuilder, what is going to be a strength, um, a strength lifter, a power lifter, what are you going to be like a an operator, like a combat operator, like operator fitness type stuff, and then just all these different types of things, and it's like what makes that person so good, and what habits do they have that make them so good? And you'll see, a lot of people have the same, pretty much the same habits and whatnot, but good to speak about that so that's a good thing so that's why we named it effective habits and that is the podcast and i just i've just always been about habits i love habits and i think habits is one of the most important things to have you need good habits to be successful not in whatever goal you're going to do it could even be something nothing even physical it could be mental studying for a test you need good habits studying for that test to pass that test and have a good test score <clears throat> so i think effective habits is a good thing i love the name so that kind of worked out pretty well a little bit of background on myself. Um, how would I start this? So, I'm here based in California in the Central Valley. I'm about 29 years old. Feel pretty old. Not too young, not too old, I guess you could say. Um, started fitness around when I was 14 years old. So, I've been doing this for 14, 14, 15 years now. So yeah, it's loved it ever since. Started off with bodybuilding, pretty much overall just weightlifting in general itself. Um, just being of a smaller stature, I wanted to. I knew I wasn't gonna grow any taller, so I might as well just grow wider. You know, boost that confidence and whatnot. And for sports as well, like playing Pop Warner since I was younger growing up. Uh, I just wanna be a little bigger, be a little stronger. So when it came down to size game, it was gonna be, well, I'm gonna outstrength you because much bigger than most kids growing up in pop are not so focused on there I mean they're pretty much eating pop tarts and crap and I'm over here eating chicken and rice at a young age focusing on lifting and focusing on this nutrition and I think that's what made me do so successful at getting the stuff I did in pop Warner growing up <laughs> made MVP, MVP both years all-stars both years and then going to high school and then going to wrestling and whatnot um, wish I would have got to wrestling a lot a lot more earlier but, uh, so yeah, I was just, <clears throat> um, did about, did four bodybuilding shows, did my first bodybuilding show in the Marine Corps, actually, I uh, took second that show, and, uh, it was a New Jersey Mid-Atlantic Classic, Mid-Atlantic Natural Classic, took second, my second show was a Vegas show, it's like, Midwest Classic, I believe, ended up taking third in the open in that show, and my third show was the J Color Desert Classic, and that was that was six years ago. Ended up taking first in the open bantamweight class, and then six years later, ended up doing my most recent show back in June, 
and end up taking second in open lightweight. Um, not so much the placing for me. I mean, I I was just so excited to be able to come back into fitness and kind of like do as well as I did, not competing in six years and making my comeback to the stage. It felt great. It felt good. And I just overall just missed the game, and it felt good to be back and to kind of find myself. Um, so, yeah, I've been around fitness about 15 years now. Um, was United States Marine for four years in the com in the communications field. Um, let me say, got up to a sergeant. Uh, they actually did six months in the reserves after my active duty status. Um, that was a shitty boring experience and so and just going from active duty to reserve is kind of just like well yeah this is not for me so it's just stopping at the six month mark and kind of left there <clears throat> it's been good ever since um got ironman awards in the marine corps for fitness i mean i was always doing the highest pft i got was 286 ran a three mile i think the fastest was like 20 30 i believe um, do a knockout 35 pull-ups and then the obviously the crunches portion of the PFT was always a hundred that was like within the first minute that was no problem but yeah I always stay pretty fit in the Marine Corps <laughs> um, not only was I communications but I also was a, a marksmanship instructor a coach out there on the range and then uh, kind of fast forward to that I mean I coached several athletes when I got out of the Marine Corps for shows one of my girls won the overall, and then my other girls, it was bikini, um, took top five, and then I had one physique competitor that I've coached, just one male, so far, yeah, and I have two girls right now, we got back into coaching, I have two girls right now, prepping for the Tahoe show this year, and we'll see how they do, they're looking great, they're going to do well, one was one of my girls I coached back in the day, she took fifth, so we'll see how she does this show. Same show, and I think it's like four or five years later too for her as well, so I was glad to see her back. It looks great, and then my other girl, Audrey, it's gonna be her first show. <clears throat> so yeah, did coach. I mean, I've been a coach for a while now. I stopped coaching the last six years. Um, when I started my career, kind of just stopped most of it. Still worked out, still you know, ate my certain way. That's just the lifestyle I've always kept since I was 14, but kind of stopped coaching, stopped bodybuilding. When I won that, uh, first place show it was pretty much like that was natural at the time so when I won that's when I was really big in the bodybuilding that was like my thing that was my game I wanted to do really well I wanted to kind of I wanted to I don't know I just wanted to do it for a living I just loved it since I was younger and I hit a crossroads at that point it was like kind of look at myself and like hey like look at your potential do you see yourself as like a top 10 Olympian Hell no, I don't think so. Um, not to say that, oh, don't say the whole hard work thing and you could do whatever you want. I understand that and I, I do do whatever I want and I have been successful in everything I've done. However, do I think I could be a top 10 Olympian? Uh, no, uh, just the structure and genetic wise, we all bodybuilders and, most co and all coaches know that when it comes down to bodybuilding itself, it's such a subjective sport and whatnot. And just like, there's no way I believe that I could be a top 10 Olympian. It's just, yeah. And then plus this, like, the overall pay itself. You got pros right now who are pros and they don't make nothing. You know what I mean? 
mean? You just gotta be gonna be able to work if you can make more doing social media or as a coach than you can just trying to be vocally try to run that game as a pro and whatnot. So there's a lot of things, body was a little different kind of game. And I told myself now I hit that crosswords but I also hit a, a little crosswords point with I had a friend who I had met in college when I was out in the Marine Corps and uh, he was also a Marine as well, uh, veteran. And it was pretty much like he had showed me this career field and was like, hey, what are you gonna do now that you're out? I had no, I had no idea, I had no clue, it was just bodybuilding, that's all I was doing and going to school. He pretty much just showed me, um, hey, we go do this. Uh, he was a deputy sheriff for a sheriff's office in California He's like, hey, uh, want to come on a ride along? And I'm like, no, not for me. Don't really want to be a cop. Don't care to be a cop. Uh, it's not me. He's like, yeah, just come on, a, <clears throat> just come on my ride along. See how you like it. I mean, regardless, we'll just get to hang out, shoot the shit, and then um, see. But you know, it's just Marines, bring Marines. Like, it was just nice to be able to get to meet this guy. Did not know me. The only thing we had in common was that we're just both Marine veterans. And for him. He had that, <clears throat> at that time, he was ready to cop for like three years, I believe. And for him to kind of like take me under his wing and be willing to care about what I'm doing in my future, what I'm up to, and making sure that I'm okay, making sure that I'm good, make sure that I have a plan, because obviously did not have a plan. So I hit that little point where it's like, well, I could go and do this career, because I'm going to go on the ride along. Loved it. And I was like, where do I sign up? But then it was at that point where it's like, well, then you're going to have to stop bodybuilding. Because when I do something, I want to focus on that thing and be good at it. And so it's like, either take, you know, PEDs. Um, don't be natural. Don't be natural more. Take PEDs. See how big you can get. See how competitive you can get in bodybuilding, and go for that pro card. And then get that pro card and see from there how well you do at that point. Or you know, start your life, start your career, and start working on that. And I was like, well, I'll drop this. Still be, you know, still work out, and then but still have that same lifestyle mentality but just you know start focusing on my life and my career and whatnot so end up choosing my career end up uh, signing up for the police academy um, I was <clears throat> squad leader class leader and I uh, did I mean PT was no problem I used to wear a 30 pound play carrier in PT and had no have no issues I was still one of the top guys doing PT <laughs> so graduated um, actually got the same department that he was with. There was only one spot open at the time. And I remember uh, I did my best to study for it. And I think there was about, at that time if I remember right, there was like 40 people, I think. <clears throat> there was a lot of people who put in for that spot. And I remember I was like, man, just be confident and kind of have that, just, that Marine Corps mentality. And I ended up putting in for it. And I ended up getting it. So I was like, cool. Like, this is great. And uh, yeah, it worked out well. I ended up getting the spot. <laughs> and that <clears throat> the guy, uh, my great friend Thomas Olson, so that was his name. He uh, he actually became my first FTO. Uh, he was actually I was his first trainee. He had just became an FTO, which is a field training officer. And I will say he was my hardest FTO um, to be with every single day. Just I think it's just because he knew how well great friends we how great friends we were but he wanted me to be successful he was just like he was a mentor you know not only was a friend but he was a mentor and he was he was hard and every day I learned every day I was like shit like this is 
this is difficult because and I just always something to learn every single day mistakes you know mistakes mistakes and just grow and grow from there and it was nice and went through my career past FTO country myself ended up becoming a, a police academy instructor kind of like a drill instructor in a way over there <laughs> later on and uh, so I had that in there you know dealing with cadets 30, 40, 50, 60 of them in the class uh, taking control of that um, showing them fitness showing them about the good nutrition and kind of like guiding them through that process um, even though my position is only just discipline but just getting them from there to the streets and you know kind of getting that guidance which has always been nice and I've been doing that for over four years now and then <clears throat> throughout the this time my career I am um, Thomas I ended up hearing from Thomas and my mentor my other mentor too uh, Taylor Lopes had told me that they had put my name in for the SWAT team and at that time I was like well I don't think I rate to be on the SWAT team yet you know I have to put more time in but there were some spots open my name was brought up and so I was like, you know, it was an honor. I'm not gonna throw it away. If they put my name out there, you know, like I didn't, you know, I said I didn't think I rated. I didn't put, I didn't go volunteer for it. But they put my name out there, so I wanted to make them proud. So I put my, <clears throat> put it in. Took the test, passed the test. It's not so much. That, I mean, for me, the SWAT test is actually the California SWAT test is actually pretty easy. And when I say easy, to me, it's easy. Uh, for a lot of people, it's difficult to like brag or anything but just like it's just like any other thing like the 15 the Marine Corps and all that stuff this was easy for me and uh, did that portion but what made the SWAT team test so difficult was that the way we do things in our department was uh, very difficult and the range portion of the test and it, it uh, has to do with like the range itself shooting moving and working out um, Donna Gasmas a bunch of crazy stuff um, you do your right when your rifle is it's just a whole bunch of stuff um, don't want to get too much detail but just because like no one really knows unless you're on the team you know how the test goes that part's the kind of difficult part it was actually really fun but difficult <laughs> definitely different than anyone that I've ever talked to on other teams around here they're like that's pretty crazy so it's cool to pass that <laughs> get interviewed by the team the team accepted me so it's pretty cool did that for a while um, served your high-risk search warrants suspects and whatnot and at that time I was just more of a functional like a functional athlete I guess you could say um, I did bodybuilding like three times a week push legs pull and then I would do two crossfit days um, as well in the week and that was kind of like my split felt great looked great I mean obviously at the time I was, had lost weight couldn't be more functional but felt great moved well I mean carrying me carrying up you're not just carrying a play carry you're carrying like a full vest like a swap vest all the gears really heavy and uh, there's a lot more stuff you're going to carry plus like if you have I mean there's different roles in the SWAT team like I said it's not a podcast for that but kind of explaining like the physical fitness aspect that you need to be pretty fit to be a SWAT operator it's just the truth so oh yeah so I did that for a while and I ended up losing my friend Thomas I ended up losing him after losing him not too long ago, uh, back in uh, I didn't want to really get it. <clears throat> so, ended up losing him to suicide uh, back in 2019, and it's 
yeah, so, uh, just losing my good friend, it just kind of, like, put me in a place of where, like, um, I needed to find an outlet to be happy again, you know, and, and, like, I mean, yeah, I still, like, lived a good lifestyle and whatnot, but it just ended up realizing, like, the one thing that could actually bring me out of that dark place was going to be, like, what makes me happy, and I kind of had, like, to talk with myself, like, what makes you happy, and kind of going through all that, and I guess, like, another time I could go through the whole situation itself in more detail, and kind of, like, uh, what happened, and how it affected me even more, because of having to hear the things I heard and whatnot, but, um, yeah, so when that happened, it was just, and I look at my life and kind of like, what am I doing? What's going to make me happy? What can make me happy? And I was like, well, bodybuilding has always been the outlet that makes me happy. And so I guess like bodybuilding kind of like brought me from that dark um, spot in my life. And uh, it was weird. Like <clears throat> I ended up leaving the team and um, started focusing more on like myself started coaching again, started my business, regained training, and got back into bodybuilding pretty much all at the same time. And doing all that made me a much more happier person, a much more, just like I said, like, it's what makes me happy. And it's just a thing that like, kind of like gets me through, like, I don't know, I just enjoy it so much. And like, I found my, my happy place and is doing that kind of like that bodybuilding lifestyle. Yeah, it was nice. So now I'm back coaching again. Rebate training was created. And I just did like this most recent show. I was supposed to do one in 2020. Pretty much it was going to be months right after it had happened. It was the end of 2019 of the year. And I was supposed to do a show in uh, like April 2020. But that's when COVID hit. The show got canceled. So I was like, well, I'll just push it back. And do the show next year, which is this year. And did the show. And yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> so, it's, it feels good to be back, to be honest, uh, to be honest, yeah, it feels good to be back, and, and, uh, it feels great to be back here, and, it, like I said, like, business is doing really well, and I just thank everyone who supports the business, and who's been here for me, and, uh, it's, it's just been an awesome experience to be able to, like, uh, Thomas would be happy. So I never, when I first met him, I was, I was prepping for my uh, third show that I took first in. He'd always, it was always funny, like, because he was very, uh, <laughs> I'd just show him, like, my progress pictures. That would be, like, my my briefs or whatnot. I just, no, it was funny because he'd always be like, man, I don't want to look at that. And I'm just, like, just laughing, like, here, check this out. <clears throat> but uh, I don't know. It would been funny for him to, you know, see me back on the stage because he knew how much I loved it and how much I liked it. I just freaking talk his ear off when I was with him in the car about bodybuilding and aliens and shit like that and uh we get into a whole nother thing about that uh, the conversation it was funny but uh yeah so yeah i got back into coaching i'm actually going to finish my precision nutrition certification soon uh, i just have a few more tests left i still have yet to fail a question so that's going to be good so i finished that and i'll have that in my background as well uh, so so pretty much like what is rebane training and the kind of like the rebane part i want to get into the name 
So when I created Revain, it's a funny story. I was actually looking for a name that kind of like resemble like reinventing yourself or making a comeback. Because when I was like, I was pretty much reinventing myself again after all that happened. And I was like, well, I'm going to name my business, you know, kind of like model like that. Like, like what's going on in my life that kind of resemble how this business was created through the, the brand name I'm about to give it. So I was going through, you know, Comeback Fitness or like some other stupid names that I was thinking of. Checking them through Google. A lot of people had actually the names I was thinking of. I'm like, well, no shit. A lot of people have been doing businesses a lot longer than me. <clears throat> so I was like, well, think of a Latin word that means like comeback. And at that time, I think I remember it was like Revenite. And I was like, that was like the Latin word for comeback. And I'm like, looked it up. And someone actually had a name, Revenite Fitness, like a business. And I'm like, mother, damn it. And then, so I was like, man, I can't really think of anything. Like, I, everyone has the name. I, everyone has a name that I want that's similar to a comeback. And I really wanted that comeback name, you know, because, like, that was just me. Reinventing myself again and, make, and um, making that comeback. And <laughs> I don't know why I wanted to type in Revenite again for some reason. Never typed it in, pushed enter, and it said um, word could not be found. And I was like, well, I just looked it up earlier. How's it not found? Looked at the Google bar, the search bar, and it said Revain. And I was like, well, like that was pretty much a typo. But I typed that, and I typed out Revain. And I was like, huh. That kind of, you know. I think that's it right there. That's it. And I don't know. To me, it was, I had that that's it moment. That was my that's it moment. And to me, it felt right, felt good. And I was like, that's it. That's the that's my word. And not only going to reinvent myself, I'm going to fucking invent this word, revain. And shit, it has the word vein in it too. That's what it sounds like. It is perfect. And so, yeah, revain is pretty much making your comeback. Whether you're mother or father who just had a kid and the last thing you want to do is talk about the old days how you used to be fit how you used to be big how you used to be you know whatever how you used to be this it's always that how i used to be or back in my day and this and that and just, i think it's just crap like <clears throat> get back to yourself make your comeback and being revain to be revain is to make your comeback regardless of the situation that you're in regardless of the lifestyle you have right now if it's a bad lifestyle, stop it. Make your comeback today. Uh, if, just because you have kids, just because you're married, just because of your career, like, it doesn't matter. Make your comeback today. And that was my thing. Like, my career is very high stress, very difficult. And the position I'm in right now is very mentally stressful. Um, and I don't want, I can't get into how stressful, but I can just tell you, it's very stressful what I do. And, um, if you only knew but that I don't know that just wasn't going to be an excuse because I was going to make sure I was happy Gilbert was happy in my mind because all of it all starts to be it all starts with the mind and myself being married I have a two year old being married starting a small business through in the middle of COVID that was when it started in 2020 beginning of the year like exactly like a month I started February 2020 <clears throat> next thing you know a month later bam COVID so starting a small business in COVID, being married, having a two-year-old, doing my job, and I still made my comeback. 
yeah, was it difficult? Yeah. It, it was it optimal? Like, do I have, like, is my body, like, was, is it optimal to where I want it to be? Uh, no. Is it optimal for my situation? Yeah. And I just don't want people to have this excuse of, like, there's always an excuse, and I hate excuses. And I just want to show people, like, hey, like, be revenge. To be revenge means to not give a shit about your lifestyle or what's currently the challenges in front of you, and just be revenge and get over it. Make your comeback today. Stop talking about how you used to be fit. Stop talking about how you used to be big or muscular or hard. Nothing. No kids, no nothing. Just make your comeback. I hope that I myself could motivate you to make your comeback today. I hope we could meet. Hope you come over here to Revenge Training. Um, speak with me talk about your coaching everything I do is all custom tailored to your lifestyle and that was my thing I did not I'm not gonna be I hate all these people ever since I've been home like ever since I've been in the bodybuilding world all these coaches have been you know like big on they don't really care about the clients they care about the money they care about I mean I have no coaches with like a hundred clients and I'm like how the hell do you manage a hundred clients and then I realized, like, looking at the clients, like, well, that's why. Cause you, and the clients would tell me when they come to me, it's like, oh, who are you with? Oh, I'm with this person. Like, yeah, they mainly only focus on these, like, 10, 15 people. But everyone else kind of, like, it's the same thing. I'm like, no, that's not me. That's not what I do. I've never, I've never been about that. But I never had. Yeah, I, just, I, I, guess, I guess having a career or whatnot is not, I don't care about the money side of it. Um, if you want to be with me, cool. If you don't, I'm not going to freaking chase you around. Um, but I will be the best coach I could be for you, and I will make sure that I find the right approach for you because a lot of these coaches do have this one-sided approach where, well, this is how one of my best clients with good genetics got fit, so this is how it's going to be done. This is how it's going to work for you. It will work, and then it doesn't work, and they're like, well, it's you. You're the problem. No, me as a coach, like I said, it's not going to happen. It's some. It might happen. You might make your change in three months you might make a change in six months it might take you a year it might take you two years um you progress over time and time is your best friend and people try, i think that's what the mistake happens people try to make these quick drastic changes over a short period of time and that's not sustainable and that's why you yo-yo diet and that's why your goals are never stick around and that's why you just do really if you're probably that person who just yo-yo diets short-term diets make a drastic change get your photo for social media and the next thing you know you're back gain 15 20 30 pounds or you look worse than before and my thing is very slow progress sustainable just making sure that it's a program that you like and that you could adhere to long term so when you do stop working with me you could actually have these different habits in your lifestyle and that it's become a lifestyle for you and not so much a diet where you're just gonna end this you never you should never do a diet and it ends and then it's like well what i do now like i said i've practically been doing like i said my eating has been practically the same since i was 14 i mean little things here and there change like small minute stuff but overall like different foods practically the same like i said you just make change over time and like i said like to kind of give an example too with that is just like my bodybuilding show is like first show second show third show fourth show like to me they all look great um all the approaches were different however but you see the progress and how much better i got over time it's because like well i try something and yeah you look good one show you could look great one show does not mean you look your best and we're always striving to be our best and some people try to make they think that 
you can have, they're gonna find the best coach in the world they're gonna be their best within three months of meeting them and like yeah i'm gonna be my best bam like no it takes time i mean if you're looking to lose some weight you know in that three month period or four month period you're with them that's great and hope you learn as much as you can with them but just know that you should always strive to be better you could look great four months bam you look amazing you look great but you shouldn't just stop there because that's how you should always be trying to be best because you're going to get any older and you should just age like fine wine just try to get better and better and better because you can look your best then it's not going to be your best later you should always try to look be better later so um, not only do I offer so lifestyle coaching we do monthly coaching four month plans and eight month plans like I said I used to do three month plans six month plans but three months shoot I mean my last prep was four and a half months and I made the changes I did if you looked at my social media and you follow me you'll see that I made the changes I did that took four and a half months that's aggressive dieting uh, for a bodybuilding show so now you imagine a regular lifestyle client who's not really aggressive dieting for a bodybuilding show at that competitive level they just want to look better so their, their activity is not as high um, their diet is not as low so I mean what is three months gonna three months gonna look better than they did anything they do is gonna be better but is that gonna be the end all be all no so I think a minimum of four months a lifestyle client should strive for if that's what they, if they're looking for a shorter period then they can look good they'll make some good change like great changes you know um, however I think eight months would be a better option for that person hell yeah eight months you're gonna make a lot of great progress move at a good sustainable rate that you could adhere to you know there will be some challenges along the way there are always is challenges in your life and that's what you know that's the good thing about life challenges coming your way how it's pretty much up to the person how are you gonna do to what are you gonna do to overcome those challenges and pretty much how that person reacts to those challenges but um eight months i think it's definitely a better time now a year shoot i don't offer year plans but because people usually they see a year and they're like there's no way and I'm just like like I said like these goals my goals since I was 14 that's I'm thinking every year I'm making goals every year like I'm striving to be better every year so it's not so much like oh look at these 8 months no so yeah but within 8 months though you can learn good habits from a good coach a better lifestyle different approaches if that's what it took to kind of get you where you're doing within that 8 months you're able to be like you know what thank you I don't know now I have a lifestyle. I had a better way of approaching nutrition and training, and I learned a lot. But again, when you hire a coach, it's all about communication. And if you're not asking these questions to a coach, or you're not asking really anything, then you you get as much as you get out of it as you put into it. So if you're not asking questions, I love talking. Tell, tell I mean, my clients have my phone number. All my clients get my phone number, and I support them every single day. It doesn't matter. I don't just do weekly check-ins and never speak to them until check-in. Like, they have my number, they ask whatever they want. Literally up to them. <clears throat> so it's really up to the client. How much they get out of brain training coaching is up to them. Whether they want to ask me a million questions or whether they just want to ask me one and just see me at check-in. It's going to be all up to them. But like I said, like, I can only give shove so much information down a, a client's throat. It's all up to them. And, like, you know, there's, every client's different. Some clients just want to check-in. Some clients, you know... They ask a lot more questions. And that, to be honest, I love the client who asks us questions and who gives a good check-in. Um, that is a big thing, too, for check-in. Some people will put, you know, like, yeah, this is how it went with one sentence, you know, the week or whatever. 
kind of gave me their data. And then you got other clients who gave me like paragraphs, how the week went, how they feel, how training was. Like, and that's a lot, that, that data and that evidence is kind of like, that's the best thing for me as a coach for the check-in. And it's great. So, but yeah, so not only do lifestyle clients, I also do competitive coaching for shows. Um, like I said, I have two sponsored athletes right now who are bikini athletes prepping for a Tahoe show. And I also have uh, two other two other bikini girls prepping for a show in November. One physique guy prepping for a show in November. And I have one more sponsored athlete who's actually in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. He's a blue belt in Iowa. That's awesome. Kind of cool to get into that realm because I've been a, always been a fan of martial arts. Like, I mean, wrestling. I've mean, obviously wrestled in high school. I uh, did martial arts in the Marine Corps, the Big Map. Got up to a black belt. Enjoyed that time. You know, got my ass kicked every day, but still enjoyed it. Got my black belt from there. It was fun. <clears throat> Hoping to uh, get myself back into some kind of like combat, combat sport. Not to compete in it, but just, you know, like I just always enjoyed it. It's always been fun. But it was just great to get back and kind of like support in that realm and like um, help someone like pay for their competition and whatnot and get them there. Uh, so that's great. So good luck to him. And um, to be able to do that. And then, like I said, like me being a Marine myself doing all the things I've done in the Marine Corps and uh, me doing all the things I've done in law enforcement and going through the police academy stuff and being an instructor at the academy. I also prep cadets and police for the military to prep for either the academy or prep for boot camp itself. And so <laughs> I actually just had one of my Marine police. Um, he was like, I can't remember, I think he was like 15, 20, maybe 25 pounds over the weight limit to go to boot camp. We made the weight, the last week made the weight, got him to boot camp. He didn't have to do any kind of like restrictions on his eating, like half rations and whatnot. Got him to weight, went to boot camp, and he just passed. And I, he just came home not too long ago, so it was pretty nice to, you know, have that success story. It's great. It's also good working out with the kids, you know, putting going to, I set up these boot camps. I have done it in a while, but I would do these boot camps out at the park. I'm um, going to get back into it again that uh, my prep is over there's a lot more time now and just work out with these kids again on uh, these boot camp style workouts out there in the park and uh but yeah so if you are interested in prepping for a bodybuilding show bikini physique bodybuilding wellness like um i'll help you get there if you're just working with a lifestyle client just want to make your comeback you know you just had a baby postpartum a comeback or whatever it is come to your training help you out we'll help you get to your goals or if you want if you're prepping for the military or for the police academy or even if you have questions it's about those two different topics come to me let me know I'll ask whatever questions I have uh, answer any questions that you have for me no problem <laughs> um, I also have uh, some shirts that we created on the website www.reveintraining.com this is our first shirt it's going to be a military green shirt with the Revain logo right here on the chest and also have hard work dedication and consistency on the back small letters towards the back you find the shirts online we also just came out with our recent shirt the patriotic shirt it's like a navy blue with the Revain logo across the front in red right and blue in the middle has a star it kind of resembles the american flag patriotic and we love our country um so check out that shirt there's actually a few left i have some right here in inventory we 
have some extra smalls, smalls, <clears throat> and I believe in medium. Uh, we had uh, some black shirts with like different thin lines, as far as like red, blue, pink, and uh, a no-line shirt. Those are all sold out. I'm actually ordering more of these shirts, so they'll have more inventory soon, and I'm also making some hats soon. Um, plan on making like a. They'll be nice to check it out. Just stand by, wait for that. Uh, there'll be some. There'll be adjustable hats. Uh, I know a lot of girls like those adjustable hats. We'll be making some of those and make some hats for the guys too. <coughs> so stand by, wait for that as well. It's going to be coming soon. Yes, you can find us on our website www.rebaintraining.com. You can find us on Instagram at rebaintraining.com. You can find us at Facebook. Same thing, Rebaint Training. Uh, and you can also find us on LinkedIn, Rebaint Training. Yeah, so kind of reiterate, you know, it, I know I'm going to love this, and it, it feels good to be able to speak to you guys on this level, and like I said, like I went from making zero video content um, to starting a video podcast, and I'm actually pretty excited about this, so so like this is going to be uploaded to YouTube, which will be Rebain Training, and I don't know, I think... I think it's gonna be good and the only reason why is because i've been wanting to put out this content for everyone and as i as i'm speaking i actually really enjoy this because i feel like now i see why and i get to be able to be more and more personal level for you guys and kind of speak to you guys about what i do as a coach and I have different guests on here i have my i'm gonna have my athletes speak on here i'm gonna have my uh, my clients speak on here who want to come on here I have some of my mentors on here which would be really nice to kind of get show you and we'll have one of my co-hosts which will be one of my best friends on here as well uh, he will be on here every so often as well and yeah it's going to be a good time like i said whenever my athletes come on here or, or my clients come on here you kind of like get their take on my coaching and what they think about it so it'd be good not just me speaking about talking about um, you know why everybody training would be best for you but you also hear it from them as well follow along though like i said we'll be putting out content every day as far as like podcast i'm gonna try to do right now i'm gonna try to do like at least once every two weeks maybe weekly well no we'll see well depends we'll see how it goes uh, like i said really enjoying this and um it's gonna be a good time so yeah if you're still here listening and it's just not my mom listening <laughs> she's my biggest supporter she's crazy but uh yeah if you're still here listening thank you thanks for supporting the brand I am Gilbert Rios, Coach Gil. People love people call me Coach Gil. And I hope I can see you for the next episode. Uh, go follow all the things on the, go follow all the different platforms. And um, yeah, 